Hello, and welcome to the Friendini Podcast. I'm Vic. And I'm Nick. And we're your hosts. We'll be chatting about friendship, life, teaching, New York, and a bunch of other stuff. So sit back, grab a drink, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Hi, Vic. Hey, hey. What's up? What is going on? So this is our episode six, Vegan Tales in Duckburg. Uh, <laughs> today, we're going to just do a nice little follow-up, our main chunk of time. We're going to be talking about Grubhub, vegan sandwiches from meat places, and milks with a Y, meaning alternative milk. Um, there's going to be a super cool surprise for everyone at the end. I won't ruin it, but I'll just say the title has something to do with it. And yeah, and then we'll send you out with our other good stuff in social media. So Nick, what are you drinking today? <laughs> today I'm drinking um, Montauk hard seltzer, raspberry oh. lime. Is it good? You know, it really is good. Usually I don't like raspberry. Like I don't like raspberry white claw. I don't really like lime white claw. Mm. Um, but this one's good. Mm. Oh, mazel. Out of the yeah. can or do you put it with ice? I'm straight out of the can today. It's been that kind of morning. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I, um, I have a cold brew from Starbucks that I am finishing. It was like one of those mornings where I was like, I just cannot in my house make the hot coffee into the cold coffee because I had to do it from scratch. I was like, I can't. And so I had to get a Starbucks today. I like that. You know, I get those days. I don't know. I do too. Yeah. It's a lot of work to make it at home. Right? It's like a lot mm -hmm. of discipline. And then when, it, yeah. when, you, when you're trying to make iced, it's like if you're not ahead of the curve, it's like when you have this hot coffee, it's like, oh, what am I doing? Yep. Oh, well, anyway, some new business. Um, I guess you probably have the most exciting news of the week, so you should go first. I do have very exciting news. I am a proud aunt. Of a new little niece, Olivia. Mazel. I'm so, so excited. I cannot wait to meet her. She is adorable and squishy and so, so cute. Oh, my God. Um, the That's whole COVID thing, you know, kind of messes it up. It is amazing. It's pretty cool. But it's weird, too, because I, like, missed my sister being pregnant. Yeah. And now she, like, has a baby. But it's a really cute baby, so it's working out okay. Wow. I think she's generation alpha. That's what comes after Z and it proves it just because she's not even a week old and her name has been said on a podcast. Truth. That is wild. <laughs> that is. I didn't even know about the new uh, generation up already. Yeah, I think, yeah, alpha, but I, I could be wrong, but yeah, I think that's what it is. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So... Friday, I had my chat with my local book club that we are reading Stamped Racism, Anti-Racism, and You. It's the remix of Ibram Kendi's Stamped from the beginning. Uh, and the remix is made by uh, Jason Reynolds. Awesome. You can follow that if you want to. Hashtag EdEquityHV on Twitter. Um, it's a great group of people. And I would just say, you know... The club in the reading, of course, is reactionary to Black Lives Matter. Um, and, and we're doing something. I don't know. 
So I would just encourage people to do something, whatever it is, start a local book club, do what you do, do what feels right, but like do something. Um, and our last, so in two weeks, I'll be able to update you on our last session together. And that is our action session. So the whole two hour session is, um, like devoted to educators coming up with like, so what are you going to do? So we're reading a oh, book, cool. cool, but like, what are you going to do? And and so that's exciting. What a it's a, such a great group of people, really. That's awesome. I think it's also important to kind of note that uh, for a lot of people who don't know what to do, the best thing to do is to get more information. Yeah. Like if you really don't know where else to start, it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, I have. I got. So you want to talk about race? And I also got. They can't kill us until they kill us. Um, and they can't kill us until they kill us is awesome because it's actually written by this man, Hanif. I'm not going to pronounce his last name correctly, but I will try. Aberdab Quib, I think, something like that. Um, I will look up the pronunciation later and correct this. Um, but his book, he is, was like in the indie rock emo scene and punk rock scene and he's about you know 40 years old and he writes like professionally for like music magazines and stuff and um the book is really cool because it's written about a black man's perspective on the scene and like what goes down in like shows and stuff in a scene that's predominantly like white so like i don't know it's, it's a really cool book and i love it and then the other book um so you want to talk about race is such a wonderful, easy to read narrative. It's almost like, um, like a frontini kind of vibe. I'm gonna have to check out that book. Very, very easy read. Very good. Um, so yeah, I guess I did want to say for another last follow up. So after last week, we talked about bagels. Um, I searched in Spotify, like where I could find other podcasts that maybe talk about bagels. And I came across the Bowery Boys New York City History podcast, which is like super famous podcast. And they had an episode titled Bagels, A New York Story. And I learned so much about bagels, Nick. I really did. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> I have yeah. to listen to this. No, and they're so soothing, and it's really good. Uh, it sounds maybe maybe boring, like listening to a history podcast, but it's really really good. Um, and they talk about like the origin story of the bagels and how um, in different countries where there were Jewish bakers, they weren't permitted to do certain things with um, yeast, and like that's how like bagels became the way that they are. It's like a perfectionist or perfecting of something out of a lot of hardship. So it's just interesting, like the bagels being like a Jewish story and then a New York story. And did you know, bagels in New York City started out as um, union. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they unionized and it was like a whole thing. And then when they um, did different things to increase the uh, health conditions and whatnot of where the bagels were made, um, they like the union wouldn't let other people, non-union bagel people come in and do the work. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was really interesting. I was like, That's oh, cool. so it's like, yeah. So it's like a union story. It's like a New York story. Um, it gets into like the process of bagel making and like how that really came out of Lori's side. And I was like, wow, like 
we kind of gave a fluffy like what we like in toppings but I was like oh my gosh and then the toppings themselves like the the history of lox or nova um the history of cream cheese cream cheese was invented in New York State was it really (laughs) yes I'm telling you, this podcast had it all, and it was a pleasure to listen to. I was alone in my house. I just had it on. It was a beautiful, sunny day, and it was great. And it was the first cream cheese was Philadelphia cream cheese. Even though it was from New York, they named it that because the it was cool to be from Philadelphia. So that's that's why. <laughs> that is an amazing bit of information that I never knew I needed. You're ready for trivia night now. <laughs> I really am. You are really so am. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how, how many did you eat bagels this week after our, all of our talking? I did. Just, so Friday was the last day of school. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Just, oh, God, thank you. New York City, we're done. It's amazing. Congratulations to everyone. It was tough. But yeah. need rest. Everyone needs a nap. Yes. Everyone needs like a siesta, if you will. Yes. Yes. Um, but to celebrate... And it kind of goes back to, I guess, the conversation that we had last week. To celebrate my last day of school, I started it off with a bacon, egg, and cheese Aww. on an egg everything bagel and a jumbo iced coffee. Yeah, you did. I did. It was awesome. Well, did you get it from Utopia? No, I actually got it from my little place right by my house. Oh, good. Oh, good, good, good. I love it. Mm-hmm. I like the local business. I like, mm-hmm. you know, the last day of school. Yeah, the mm-hmm. last day of school was great. Got through my day, walked away from the computer at 3 o'clock and went to the beach and actually dove into the ocean. That, it, it's incredible. Best last day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's going to be a good summer. And what year end is this for you now? End of year 12. End of year 12. This is my end of year 16. It goes so fast. It goes so fast. So here we are to talk about perhaps one of the greatest innovations of the 21st century. Are you ready, Vic? I, yeah, like drum roll, please. <laughs> <laughs> Grubhub. Mm-hmm. Grubhub is the solution to everything. Okay, so can we, okay, so we're talking about Grubhub, but first, we I do need to disclose to our listeners. Uh, you already know this. I have never experienced Grubhub, and where I live in the Hudson Valley, you cannot get delivery. Delivery does not exist here. So you could be like, oh, I will give you $100 to deliver the pizza to my house. They will say we do not deliver. So delivery is not a thing. So Grubhub is not a thing. And sometimes when I'm on the phone with Nick at like a late night or something, she'll be like ordering something from her phone. And I find this to be the most magical unicorn thing. Like I want to move back to the city for Grubhub. I think I really won you over with Grubhub the night that I ordered food from one place and ordered red mango and they got delivered separately at the same time. Correct. Yeah, you really can get everything. So Grubhub is an app. You go on it. You pick the restaurant you want. You order the food you want and they deliver it to your house. You don't have to talk to anyone. (laughs) You can pay with a credit card on the app. You can tip on the app. I always recommend cash tip. Be nice to your delivery people. 
However, if you really need no contact, they even have an option now that they just leave it on your step and they like text you. I mean, so. for your like local agoraphobic person, which um, is not a bad thing to be, um, this is what we needed. Yeah. And living in Queens, I can get anything all the time. Mm. You know what? I would say, too, I don't know if maybe you feel this way. I don't know. I'm a bit more introverted than you are. But I will say in the job of teaching, you're so on that in the evening, it's like you don't even want to smile and be kind. Not like you don't want to be kind to the delivery person, but it's like you just don't want to deal with people anymore. You're too tired. You're so tired, right? Like that's like a thing because it's essentially like an acting job that you're on stage. I mean, unless you're, you know, not really I, I don't know how you couldn't be tired from teaching. It's it's really and also like the, no one thinks of it, but the physical part of teaching. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You're getting in all your steps. You're standing all the time. It's incredible. And I never really realized it until I've been like working at home and I have a hard time making my steps in a day now. Yeah. When normally I would do like two times the amount without even like thinking about it. No, I I really need to come to your house. I need to stay over and we need to order Grubhub from multiple places. Or is that how you say it? You order from, how do you, what's the proper way to say it? Yeah, order from multiple places. Or order through Grubhub is what you'd say? Yes, you order through Grubhub because it is like a third party thing. Which then like, you know, we can get into like how much do they charge the restaurants? And I know during like the beginning of like quarantine and stuff, like there was a whole big thing that they like upcharged like the restaurants. So then the restaurants aren't as making as much money, but it's great. And you talk about coming home in the evening after teaching and being exhausted. Yeah. It really is also wonderful for when you are like super hungover on a Sunday morning. Oh gosh. That must be glorious. Like a bacon, egg, and cheese, an iced coffee, and a Diet Coke. Oh, my God. That is heaven. Like, I would love that so much. Yeah, because you don't, like, you don't even have to, like, pull yourself together. Like, you know, if I'm going to go to the store, I have to, like, brush my hair. I have to brush my teeth. Yeah. I should probably wash my face. You know, right. those things. Right. This, comfortable, in your own home, mm. it's amazing. That is amazing. That is a mm-hmm. simple delight. I think didn't Uber Eats and Grubhub didn't Grubhub uh, take over Uber Eats or isn't there some talk of that? There probably is. I'm not really sure. I never. I think I've only ordered Uber Eats like twice. Like ordered through that. Mm. And I don't mean to be tangential, but there is this also other amazing thing. Um, what is it? The Task Rabbit. Have you ever done that? No, but my aunt uses it all the time. Real, on Long Island, she lives in Jersey. But, oh, okay. you know, my grandmother passed away in December, so they've been like trying to get her house ready to sell and all that. And she lived there for like seventy years, so there's a lot of stuff in a house after seventy years, you know. Oh, oh I can um, only imagine. I can. Only so imagine. my aunt used Task Rabbit to hire people to like pull out the carpeting to do things, and it's great. And so how does that work? You just put like, I want carpet pulled out and then you see who is willing to do it in the area. You like post a job like a like a old school bulletin board. From what I saw of it is so again, it's like an app or probably you could do it online, whatever. And you go on and you kind of like search the job that you want done. And then you like put in like the specifications of 
like what you need done. Like you need, you know, I have no idea about any of this, like a thousand square feet of wall to wall carpet ripped up. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's even like a thing that can really happen, but so then you get like different like quotes and stuff. And then like some, you can like pick someone to do the job. I'm going to, I'll report back. I'm going to see if that's a thing in my area because I would love if it is. And wait, isn't there like a next door app that's the same? Yeah, there are a bunch of them. Ah, yeah, I got to look into that. And that's interesting because I never like think of that, that like I could live somewhere that things aren't this convenient. (laughs) I know. It's like when I talk to people from Long Island or the city, they have all these, uh, the Peapod delivery, they have grocery delivery, yet none of that goes on up here. But my hope and dream with everyone in the, the exodus of New York City, when they come up here, they'll bring the need and the wants and the money for that kind of infrastructure to come. Whew, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. I will be like singing from the rooftops. I should move up there and have my Mrs. Dingling ice cream truck like we discussed <laughs> however many episodes ago. Yes. I should do that by day and be like an Uber Eats driver by night. You could there. I have a, a buddy up here. Um, she is a like model for real. And she started a food truck called Baba food truck, oh, a vegan cool. food truck. Yeah. Just that was like her dream in life. There is no reason to need. That's really cool. And you said it was vegan. It is vegan. So, so like what kind of stuff does she have? I think she does like sandwiches and stuff. I actually haven't gotten the food yet. Because I can't ever find it because she only works like, I think, three days a week, four days a week. Um, And kids eat for free. So I don't know how that is sustaining itself, but it's kind of a cool social impact uh, situation. Well, if I come up and visit, we will find her. Hopefully it'll be a day that she's working. Yeah. And I will support that because I think that's really cool. Yes. Actually, I know that you are vegan. I am not vegan. However... A couple weeks ago, um, when it like first started to get nice, a friend of mine and myself <laughs> decided that we were going to like order dinner, sit outside, eat, whatever, have a couple of beers, hang out, whatever, after like months of isolation. And we actually ordered from this like barbecue place. It's out in like Garden City. It's called um, Smokehouse. Okay. So like meat is the thing. And like when him and I used to go to like Baltimore and stuff, we used to go to uh, Chaps Pit Beef, which is all about like meat sandwiches and things like that. So we ordered from this place. We drove all the way out there to pick it up, whatever. Wow. And I ordered a vegan sandwich from a meat place. Okay. And what was the sandwich? Do you remember? I do. Well, first of all, the title got me. The the (laughs) name of the sandwich. (laughs) Because we know that I'm like a sucker for advertising. Sure. It was One Love. Oh. Which is like, you know, Bob Marley and me. Cool. Yeah, that's Um, very cute. And it was like a falafel sandwich. Oh, heaven. You're going to get me in the mood. See, now when I get in the mood for falafel, I get crazy. And I I can't stop craving falafel until I get the falafel. Did it have hummus on the sandwich? Because I like a falafel with the hummus. It had hummus. And it also Mm. had like a vegan tzatziki sauce. Wow. I don't know what it was made out of. And it was good, right? Good. Mm. And, like, the sandwich was awesome. <laughs> like, it was so good. Oh, so. I like um, dolmas, you know, the, the grape leaves stuffed with the rice. Yep. I do that and, like, falafel, and I put it on a salad, like, a lot at home. 
but I, you know, I love that. So what is the deal, right? If you get a vegan sandwich from a meat place, did your friend get a meat sandwich from the meat place? Of course he did. So he got the meat sandwich from the meat place. You got the, so that's kind of cool that places now have all the things for all the people. Yeah. And I really would like to like tell people that they're good. Yeah. Like really like the sandwich was good. Yeah. Like delicious. Like it stayed with you. You want to get another one. Yep. My favorite like um, falafel sandwich on Long Island. This one maybe will trump it is from Ihan's in Port Washington. Oh yeah, so that that one's good. Yeah. Marketplace. I mean, come on. Yep. Yep. Their dolma uh, does need work though. I will say their dolmas are too dry. So shout out to Ihan's. I love you, Villager Salad. I love you, falafel sandwich. I love the red lentil soup. But improve the dolma. I could support that because I agree one hundred percent. Yeah, I haven't gone there in so long. That place actually makes me think of you. Yeah, I don't know. It's a just a little space that's such a good place for me. I don't know why, but when they made that marketplace, if you crane your neck like thirty degrees to the right and then sit in a certain seat, you can see a little bit of Long Island Sound. <laughs> <laughs> I find it to be so enjoyable. I don't know why. And the same guy always works there. Mm-hmm. The, the like guy who has been there and worked at Ihan's restaurants and Shish Kebab and when Fish Kebab was open, he's been with that company forever since high school time. So well over 20 years there. And he's always in the marketplace. Um, I, I should learn his name, actually. It's <laughs> I can funny pick- how you like know someone for so long, but have no idea who they are. Yeah, and, you know, we do the nod, so I think he does recognize me as well, as I'm a frequenter of um, Mediterranean lifestyle eating. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of that, are sun-dried tomatoes Mediterranean? Because I know that we kind of talked about that before. I'm not sure. Oh, I'm not sure either. But anyway, sometimes sun-dried are good. Sometimes, yeah. You know, it's funny talking about falafel. Last night I ordered Bear Burger on Grubhub. Oh, that's a good place. Yeah. I like their bean sprout bun. Mm-hmm. And I also like when they, you can get it like wrapped in like uh, collard greens instead of like the bread. It's so good. Oh, that's um, what I however, made. Last- oh, sorry. I was going to say. Go, no, go. go what'd it. you make? I made a collard wrap yesterday. Mm. With like a lentil pate and um, tahini and tomatoes and all types of stuff. But anyway. Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say about Bear Burger is that their fried cauliflower tastes just like falafel. Ooh. Yeah. It was not like what I was expecting. And I like eat a couple people pieces. I'm like, what does this taste like? Mm. And that's what it tastes like. There is this um, vegan place, and they're out in San Francisco, right outside San Francisco. And I think they ship, like, for the whole country. It's called uh, The Butcher's Son. And mm-hmm. then it, and then they have The Butcher's Daughter in New York City, but that's something different. So The Butcher's Son, they make, like, old-school meat deli sandwiches. So that, like, pastrami and, like, whatever, um, capricola and, like, all that kind of stuff. They make all of it, but vegan. I don't know how I feel about that. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's good. I went there. I literally traveled there to eat the deliciousness. Very salty. Like you're not eating. Like it's a two meal kind of situation. Belly bomb, but it's so good. I could totally get behind that. 
Yeah, I don't know. Some people get like upset with vegan meat that simulates meat. People who are vegan or people who are non-vegan? Both. I've heard, you know, Michigas from both. I mean, I, I guess. Okay, that makes sense, I guess. But like, if you're vegan and you want to eat something that resembles, you know, like that is based off of an actual meat product, I think that's cool. Yeah, I think I would try them and I eat meat. Yeah, I think whatever people want to do is cool. Um, And I don't I don't judge either way. I understand if you're trying to avoid meat. uh, Maybe you don't like it. Maybe you don't like the texture. You can not like anything and you can like anything. But I'm glad these things exist because it is kind of fun to try as a vegan, I think. I think it's fun as a non-vegan to try because I... Like, I don't eat meat every day. I don't, you know, like, but I do eat it and I like it and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I totally would try, like, fake meat or faux meat yeah. products that, like, resemble real meat. I'm cool with it. Yeah, I'm cool with it, too. Um, and I really, uh, my, you know, my favorite saying, one person's yum is another person's yuck. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I say I'm pro-vegan meat. Do whatever you do. I think it's a cool way for people to maybe dip their toe in the vegan pond mm-hmm. instead of being like you're going to go straight to like smoked tempeh. You're going to maybe get a big old vegan cream cheese. You're going to maybe get like a, a veggie burger that's like the impossible burger from Burger King and not like a granola black bean burger. But like an earth, yeah. mother, an earth mother made you, which could be very <laughs> delicious. But like that's maybe too far from the standard American diet for most people. So I'm yeah. glad for it. And oh, you know what? I didn't think I had a TikTok update, but the I am Tabitha Brown. She's so she's what got me into TikTok initially from the New York Times article about her. She's a vegan, and her little TikToks are mostly. Um, I would say like two out of 10 are about peace and love and the other eight out of 10 are just her making a vegan deliciousness. And she really gives people like the tips of like, here's like the vegan sausage this is how I'm dressing it. This is what I'm doing. Like, don't cook the shit out of it, but you know, cook, you heat it, you char it. You don't need to like go crazy. And she really teaches people like how to do that life in a very easy, loving way. Does she have like recipes and stuff? Um, yeah, I think so. I think she puts them the recipes on the Instagram, but like she's just um such an addictive person to like listen to because she's so loving. Like when she does her love posts and she's like, I don't know if you need to know this or who's out there, but you need to know that I love you and I'm here. And I'm like, oh my god, top of the brown, I love you. Yeah, she's cool. I like her. Mm-hmm. So All right. Well, I would say if we could pivot from meat to like dairy. Okay. Okay. Like we'll just like tie up this vegan. Well, I will say as a segue, vegan soft serve is amazing. I guess all soft serve is amazing, but vegan soft serve is just so good. I'll try it. But I would like to switch to dairy as well because I'm having a bit of like a conundrum. Ooh. So I drink a lot of coffee. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't drink milk, really, like real milk, like right. cow's milk, dairy milk. Um, it was a switch that I made like years ago. I love almond milk. Okay. But, okay. So getting away from like the, the dairy milk, I got away from that 
but I still eat like pizza with cheese and you know okay. things. I haven't like eliminated dairy altogether. So just to be clear on that. And you did that for health reasons, or you did it because it makes you feel better, or what was the impetus for the switch? Um, a little bit of both. Like I was like tired all the time, like stuff like that. I have like weird allergies to things. Um, in the process of trying to figure out like what the allergies were to, I got I gave up milk. Mm. But at that point, I gave up, like, dairy altogether. Right. And then, like, I came back, and, like, cheese and stuff doesn't seem to, like, bother me. But, like, not drinking milk, I feel a lot better. Easy switch. Yeah. And, like, I don't, like, if I eat cereal, I don't usually have cereal with milk. Um, I don't, will never drink, like, a glass of milk. Right. Um, But I drink so much coffee. Right. That... It's a, you know, it's a lot of like intake. <laughs> so I switched to almond milk, love almond milk. I think it's delicious. I tried soy. I didn't really love it. I tried coconut. I don't really love it. Um, however, I'm sad about the almond milk because of the bees. Well, what brand's almond milk do you use? I've been switching back and forth because I'm trying to find one that like A, tastes good and B, does not like kill all the bees. Well, yeah, because some of the, it has to hold some of the almond milks. They take so many calories out that it doesn't. It's not going to hold up in a coffee. Like you could fill your cup with almond milk and do a drop of coffee, and it just tastes like coffee. <laughs> yes, and also what I find with it is that it like separates. Yeah. So I like. Um, I was drinking almond breeze for a while. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, and silk. Uh-huh. Because those are the ones that are, like, readily available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, whatever. I mean, they're, like, fine. But I've been trying to, like, get into cashew milk, which I think is awesome. Mm. You know, I try to switch my milks up just for, like, health reasons. But most milk I have is flax milk. I think it's, like, good belly maybe makes it. I'm not sure of the company. But I do that. And then... I, from time to time, which I actually have right now, is I have – it's Elmhurst is the name of the brand. And they make cashew milk. They make almond milk. They make the walnut milk and hazelnut milk. And when you can find the hazelnut or the walnut milk, it is such a treat. I mean, it's not low-calorie by any stretch of the imagination. It's more like um, – almost like a heavy cream, like a half and half. But it tastes like walnuts. And it's just such good quality – it comes in like, um, what's two pints? A quart? Yeah. Okay. It comes in a little, sk- <laughs> little skinny one. All right. We'll Google that later. <laughs> Fifth grade um, math teacher. I don't know yeah. my conversions. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, well they, they do give you the table. You don't need, in today's day and age, you, don't, you should not be memorizing things. You can look that up. That's why there's Google. Oh, you make me feel so much better, Vic. Wait, but I love that you mentioned Elmhurst milk because Elmhurst milk is made in New York. It's and it is so good. Up in like Harper's Field. Oh, I don't even know where that is. Harper's Field is like a half hour outside Oneonta. How do you know all this? What is happening? Oh, I know a lot of things. And it's weird because I have actually talked about Elmhurst milk very recently. <laughs> what is going on? This is not planned, okay, so you know, if you're, if you're listening, ago, this is not planned at all. <laughs> I am you know, shocked. A couple weeks ago, um, I went upstate to my friend's house and we right. like worked up, you know? Yeah. So her house is in Harper's Field, New York. And it's like three-ish and a bit, depending on traffic hours outside of New York City. 
It's um, like a half hour outside of Oneonta. Her brother, who lives in Queens, only buys Elmhurst milk because it's from that area up there. So he's like supporting local business up there. Oh, maybe I'll become a full. It is such a good product, though. It is far superior to like I've tried all the things. Silk, Khalifa, like everything. Um, and it is the I've made my own almond milk, which was good, but separated very quickly. Um, Elmhurst is by far a it truly is a superior product. Well, I'm gonna have to really like look for it because it's very funny that this like Elmhurst milk, completely random, keeps like popping up in my life. <laughs> wow. No, and like the I walnut... actually saw an Elmhurst milk truck recently. Really? Yes. We gotta get that up on the IG, man. We do. Wow, you know what? Like, I'm glad they sell it up here, and I will continue. They sell it. We have these big supermarkets called Tops. It's like a stop and shop or something, and it's just in there. So, like, that's how I came to try. And the packaging is so cute. That's why I came to try it. And I never heard or had walnut milk before. Um, I've never had that, but it's so good. It's my favorite one. Oh, I'm gonna look for it. I've had all I've the never oat milk. Seen it. Everything. Oh, I'm. Oh, I tried oat milk for the first time recently. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. I thought it was very good, but just in my mind, like it must be a lot of like carbs. Oh yeah. I don't know. I didn't even like look at the back of the package. I'm just like in my mind. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like drinking a loaf of bread or a bagel right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how any of that goes down. I mean, it's like. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you and know, trust I, me, I eat enough bagels. I don't need to drink them, too. Uh, I mean, but, like, you know, I just put it in my coffee, really. I know, but when you drink, like, 75 ounces of coffee a day. I know. When, that might be conservative. When I make, like, a deluxe smoothie, I'll, like, put it in instead of water. Like, when I want it to be more, like, deluxe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes for, like, dessert, I do, like, banana, mm-hmm. almond milk. And peanut butter powder. Oh, hell yeah. And it's like peanut buttery, like icy. And I put ice in it. Like icy, kind of like ice cream almost. It's so good. Oh, very good. Yeah, that's very similar to stuff I make. I do the frozen banana life. I have mixed feelings on bananas. Do you really? Yeah, sometimes I love them. Sometimes I hate them. Mm. I'm going to go with I love them all the time. Mm. Sometimes they make me nauseous. Really? <laughs> yes. Mm. Yes. But I do eat them like a lot. Like I do have more good days with bananas than bad days. Mm. Maybe you should get organic ones. I'll try. I don't know. Sometimes I do. I just buy whatever. Cool. Well, I will say this has been, we, we came, <laughs> I don't know if we came full circle. We came half circle i don't know where we went but we definitely we love a lot of things we're loving we falafel. do love a lot of things we're loving falafel we're loving grubhub we're loving vegan meats we're loving elmhurst milk evidently like to the <laughs> hilt like who even knew it should be the you know the whole episode on elmhurst i can't like i am so shocked that that like came up i'm so i did not know that you had such a connection to this milk brand i didn't really know it either until i just talked about it And I am very excited for you to try it because I know there's no way you won't love it. I'm going to check it out. Awesome. I've never seen it before. Well, it's very pretty. We'll have to put it up on the social. All right. I need a picture and then I'll look for it. Yeah. What would you pick out of cashew, almonds, walnut, and hazelnut? 
um walnut and hazelnut because i've never tried them yeah it's pretty amazing Hmm. awesome things to do this week i'll let you know (laughs) awesome Okay, so I hope everyone is ready for the surprise portion of this episode. Another thing already. A secondary drum roll, please. You, um, I hope this brings a smile to your face. That's all I can say. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay, excellent. (laughs) Like a hurricane here in. Suckberg, race cars leave his airplanes, it's a suckler, might solve a mystery, or rewrite his mystery, woo, and as he they're out there making suck tails, woo, because they're in too bad, and podcast listeners (laughs) (laughs) so we wanted so okay so we wanted a little variety time so sometimes in the podcast at the end we're going to tell our friend teeny tale sometimes it's going to be a variety time where you don't know what will happen so this week we obviously just sang for you the ducktales theme song and that is written by mark Mueller. and we um are not sure if we're allowed to distribute it or not but we are not a paid podcast we're just putting out art and that was our recreation art and i hope you enjoy it and there are no like copyright police <laughs> that really should not be considered any copyright infringement but <laughs> no that was awesome no that was like interpretive dance but for song <laughs> a new a new genre perhaps it is because you know i have a weird thing that i know like weird words to like lots of random weird songs right yes it's like so when you just hear that song you just get happy i just feel like you can't sing that thing and not smile you have to be very happy singing it. I couldn't stop laughing. I like couldn't breathe for a little bit. <laughs> it's true. All right. So to ride the wave into the end of this episode, <laughs> what is the good stuff that you've done this week, Nicole? non good, good stuff this week was definitely Olivia, my little niece. Okay. Uh, good stuff this week was definitely finishing school, <laughs> which is, I love the, I love that sound effect. I need it for it to be like my text message sound. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was like a huge thing, like a relief, not even like the joy and happiness of the regular end of school year, but like a relief. Right, right. And some other good stuff was my swim in the ocean. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that was good stuff. Um, and, you know, just life I guess Mm. I would say my good stuff is I'm just kind of organizing my house to like a Marie Kondo level and I'm really loving that Um, and although that sounds cute it comes with a lot of hard work sweat 
moving. We have moved so, so many pounds of things to all different spaces. So, yep, organizing my side of the universe. That's awesome. It feels good to get rid of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a process for sure. Good TV. Mm, I'm really running into I can't find anything to watch. Mm. How about you? I watched, I think his, his name is um, Eric Andre. He is a comedian. Uh, and he had a special out on Netflix. Um, and it is hilarious. I'm going to look it up right now while we're on this. Where is his special? Last oh, night I, guess- I was looking through like list of docuseries on Netflix. But I started one, got distracted, you know, so. No, this is this is the kind of thing that like I didn't know if I would like or not, but you you really do laugh. It's called um, "Legalize Everything." Is the name that of sounds the good? Project. I like that. <laughs> it's very funny, so definitely check that out for a laugh. Absolutely. What was it again? What's it's, his name? His name is Eric Andre. His last name is A N D R E, and it's on. It was trending on Netflix, and it's called "Legalize Everything." Awesome. I love it. It made me for real laugh. So (laughs) So that gets my good TV for the week. Nice. A good laugh is always awesome. Right? Worth its weight in gold. All right. So I guess laughs don't really weigh anything. So I don't know why I said that. Just just a free, not meant to be taken literally, just figuratively. (laughs) Um, All right, friends. So where can you find us on social media? On Instagram, we are Friend Teeny Podcast. On Twitter, we're Friend Teeny Pod. And on TikTok, we are just Friend Teeny. Um, Yeah. So we hope that everyone decides to join us again next week um, for our Friend Teeny and uh, honestly, we really don't know what we're going to talk about. And I think you kind of saw that today. But <laughs> we hope that you kind of come back and <laughs> see what it's all about. I think, you know, in between now and next week, you have to get your hands on some of that Elmhurst milk. <laughs> I That will be one of my missions of the week, for sure. That's my hope and dream for you this week. I'm going to Google it. I'm sure I can find it. <laughs> and of course, to hug baby Olivia. Oh, I'm so hoping that happens. Adorable. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.